Today we're looking at Bodhi 37. And in the last few weeks we've been exploring the five stages of spiritual progression. It starts with righteous living, the idea that there is more to life you realize your purpose in life and you alter your perception, what your life is about, and you begin to walk on the path. Then comes the stage of awakening, where the awareness moves away from the self into that bigger divine story. Then there are endeavors that you do to maintain that awareness, that endeavor to mold and shape the mind with purposeful living and with wisdom, all that we have to offer is our endeavors, is our efforts. And we can only hope for them to be successful. The power to achieve something, the power to succeed is not in our hands. We can only do the effort, but the final outcome is not in our hands, it is in the hands of divine grace. And to this, Guru Nanak Dev Ji begins the fourth stage saying, Karam Khand Ki Bani Jor. The word Karam means grace. Bani, as we've seen in the last verse, is from the word Banavat, which means the creation, the outcome. Jor here means power. So we can translate this line, Karam Khand Ki Bani Jor. The state of grace's creation is power. So in the last verse we saw that the state of endeavor was to refining your consciousness. We saw the line, Tithe Kariya Surt Mat Man Bud. So there, the awareness, identity, intelligence and the mind gets shaped, they get molded. So the ones who've refined their awareness, their identity, their mind, their thinking, they begin to understand who is controlling their life and all life. They begin to understand that their actions are not their actions but rather their actions are under the control, under the power of something greater than the individual. It is under the universe's power. And when you have lost your identity, then you realize that your, your actions are not your actions. One of the questions that a spiritual seeker always seeks to get the answers for is around what actions should we be performing? What should we be doing? Are there certain prayers? Are there certain mantras? Is there a certain diet? Should we eat meat? Should we grow our hair? What prayers should we be doing? What are the meditations that allow us to progress? And the questions are always around which actions do I perform that will benefit me the most? However, the Guru wants you to perform those actions 
that will eliminate the one doing the actions. Saramkhand is all about performing those actions which remove the self from within you. So this is why the action itself is irrelevant if it isn't shaping the mind. If it isn't refining your mind, then that action becomes useless. When your actions are done in true humility, as a real humble endeavor, saramkhand, only then can grace pour into you. If you're doing the actions based on arrogance, based on ego, based on a self of a sense of self-importance, then there's no room for grace. So what saram, that humble endeavor does, saram, that humility, completely empties you out. And only when you are empty are you ready for that grace to fill you. So you have to remove yourself completely so that only the oneness is left inside you. That the oneness fills your mind, your body and your spirit. Karam khand ki bani jor tithe hor na koi hor. There in Karam khand exists none nor no other. Tithe hor na koi hor. Here at this point, you do not see yourself as separate. You do not see yourself as being anything but the Divine itself, part of that Divine Light. We briefly mention the Yoga Vasistha and at the sixth stage here, the penultimate stage, it talks about matter being seen as light. That you no longer relate to the matter of your body, the physical body. You'd no longer relate to the mind, you no longer relate to the self. In fact, all of those are part of that divine light. Karam khandiki bani jor, tithe hor na koi hor. If we look at the language of the Shabad, we can see that Guru Nanak Dev Ji has used similar words and similar uses of poetry in earlier Shabads, in Pauri 16. After Guru Nanak Dev Ji in that verse talked about the description of the Panch, Guruji says, Tarti hor pare hor hor, tiste par tale kavan jor. And here Guruji says, Karam khandki bani jor, tithe hor na koi hor. So in Pauri 16, when Guru says, Tarti hor pare hor hor, Guru is talking about so many worlds and worlds beyond worlds. Who is the power that is supporting them? What power holds them and supports their weight? So Guru is asking the question, what is the power that supports the weight of all the worlds, all the planets and all the stars? And in bringing 
the same language, Guruji is essentially asking the same question, what is the power that supports you? What is the power that is controlling you? When your identity has been eliminated, then who is supporting you? Who is supporting everyone else? What is that power that is supporting all the things around you? Who controls your thoughts, your actions? The same force that controls you is the same force that controls the planets and the stars. And Guruji goes on in that Body 16 to explain what is that power. Ji Jataranga ke nav sabna likhya vurikala. All beings of various names and colors, they are all being written. Their story is being explained, is being written out by that continuous pen, Vurikala. So the answer to the question, what is the power behind all things? It is the power of Hukam. It is the story that is being written at every moment. That is the one that is showering the, the gifts of grace on everyone. Hukam is the undercurrent which links all living beings and keeps all things working in harmony. So the ultimate grace, the Karam Khand, the state of grace, is to alleviate you from the delusion of your own power and control. When you understand and express your life as a flowing expression of that divine will, then you will know that you have no room for I to be in control of your life. And Guruji has in fact gone one step further to explain this concept of power and jor and the lack of control that the saint understands himself to have. In Pauri 33, Guruji exclusively talks about Jor. Akhan Jor Chupa Jor. No power to speak nor to be silent, no power to ask or to give, no power to live or die, no power to rule, no power to be in awareness, in wisdom or in contemplation. No power of technique to liberate yourself or liberate the world. In whose hand lies that power, that one does and observes everything. Guru Nanak Dev Ji ends that verse by saying, Who are we to claim that we are high or low? when we have no control over whether we are high or low. So Guruji has gone into this detail about what is that idea of control in our life. And Karam Khand is all about understanding and being in that state of no control. When you have walked the path, you have understood the wisdom, you have refined your mind to such a point where all the endeavors have led you to this final understanding that I do not exist 
ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਨੋ ਕੰਟਰੋਲ ਕਰਮ ਖੰਡ ਕੀ ਬਾਣੀ ਜੋਰ ਤਿੱਥੇ ਹੋਰ ਨਾ ਕੋਈ ਹੋਰ ਇਨ ਫੈਕਟ ਹੀਅਰ ਐਟ ਥਿਸ ਪੁਆਇੰਟ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਬੀਨ ਗਿਵਨ ਦਾ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ ਥੈਟ ਆਈ ਰੀਅਲਾਈਜ਼ ਥੈਟ ਰਾਈਟ ਹੀਅਰ ਇਜ਼ ਦਾ ਵਨ ਥੈਟ ਆਈ ਬੀਨ ਲੁਕਿੰਗ ਫੋਰ ਤਿੱਥੇ ਹੋਰ ਨਾ ਕੋਈ ਹੋਰ देयर ਇਜ਼ ਇਨ ਫੈਕਟ ਨੋ ਵਨ ਐਲਸ ਹੀਅਰ देयर ਇਜ਼ਨਟ ਈਵਨ ਅ ਮੀ ਹੀਅਰ ਟੂ ਯੂਨਾਈਟ ਵਿਦ ਗੋਡ the refinement of the saramkhand has led me to the point of completely grinding my ego out so all that remains is the one itself tithe hor na koi hor here there is nothing else there is no one else i have arrived i have arrived because i have left when i left i realized that i was already there when you live in such a level of consciousness you realize that that level was not something of your own achievement it was karm it was grace your actions now become the actions of god there is no separating between the two of you the will of god is expressed through you there is no i that remains all the work that you do all the actions that you perform are the actions of the universe itself you no longer are responsible for anything when you move out of the way and all your actions become god's actions then you have no responsibility left for anything you do nothing you own nothing everything is the universe's will so who are the people who are at this state tithe jod mahabalasur here guruji has used three different words to mean warrior there there are warriors jod mahabal mighty heroes and sur surme soldiers this is the state of mind of the greatest warriors known to man and who are the greatest warriors known to man guruji says jako har rang lago is jug mein so kahiyat hai sura the ones who have obtained divine love they are called the greatest warriors the saints are the ones who are the true warriors in the world they are the greatest heroes of the world they are the greatest inspiration of mankind because the path of the warrior is the path of sacrifice the warrior is one who's willing to give everything up even give up their own life for something greater than themselves and the path of the warrior is the path of the saint the saint is the true warrior because the saint has sacrificed everything not only have you given up your own control you've given up everything you know and all your attachments that you have to the things that you love now take a moment to think about your life right now take a moment to think about all the things that you associate with in life everything that you call yours your body your mind your family 
your home, your lifestyle, your friends, your habits, your hobbies, the things that make you unique, the things that make you, you, one of a kind. This is the path of giving everything up. And most importantly, giving up your sense of self. So these are the true warriors because they have conquered their mind. They are the warriors of the mind. They are the warriors of life. They've given up all of the attachments within the mind and all temptations to the world. Guru Nanak Dev Ji explained that the ones who conquer their mind will conquer the world. Manjita Jagjit. By conquering within the mind, you conquer the world. So overcoming the mind in that Saramkhand, their self-identity has now been completely dissolved. Within them, Ram resides totally infused. Within them, Ram Rahaya, Ram resides totally infused. Now within them, only Ram exists. This is the first mention of Ram within Gurbani and within Japji Sahib. So what Guru Nanak Dev Ji has done here has used a historical figure, a popular figure within Hindu mythology of Sri Ram Chandraji from the Ramayana. But here Guruji isn't talking about Ram from the Ramayana. Guruji is using the word Ram because that is something that people are already familiar with. The way that we can understand Ram is Ram is one who is Ramya Hoya. Ramya means that which is completely infused and permeating within everything. So wherever you hear the word Ram within Gurbani, most of the time the reference is to that oneness which is infused in all. There are certain occasions where the word Ram is talking about Sri Ram Chandraji from Ramayana. Ram Gayo Ravan Gayo Jako Boparvar. So there are times when Guruji uses the example of Ram Chandraji, Ravan, Sita, Lakshman to explain certain characteristics of Dharam. But most of the time where Gurbani is using Ram as an instruction to meditate on Ram or to talk about Ram as that divine, it means that which is Ramya Hoya, the one that is completely permeating in everything. So here Guruji says, within them, those saints who have reached that Karamkhand, within them only Ram is now totally infused. Within you, when that one is completely immersed, then it is Hukam who is living through you. It is Hukam that is now living, not you. You are no longer alive. Your story has ended. Only life is alive inside you. Life is living as you and life is living in everything around you. 
Your eyes are the eyes of life. Your eyes are the eyes of Ram. And everything that you see is Ram as well. Your words are his words. Your thoughts are his thoughts. Your actions are his actions. Another meaning of the word karam is actions. Karam khand, where your actions are the actions of the divine. Each breath is the divine keeping itself alive. It is now nothing to do with you. Such is the consciousness that we as the common man have never known. Because we continue to walk the path of spirituality, we continue to do actions that benefit us. The way that we approach spirituality is what can I do that will benefit me on this path? So we do not do actions to eradicate the me, we do actions to benefit me. So within them, Ram is totally permeating. And where Guru Nanak has used the word Ram, as the historical character within the Ramayana, Ram is always accompanied by Sita. So if Guruji is using the character of Ram, then where is the Sita in this? Guruji says, Tithe Sito Sita Mehma Mahe. So the word Sita, just as Ram isn't actually talking about Sri Ram Chandraji, here the word Sita is being used poetically but isn't in reference to Sita, the wife of Ram. The word Sita means to sow, using the analogy of sowing and a sewing needle and thread. So Sita means to have something woven. Sito Sita means to sew and have something interwoven. It is a repetition of the word Sita. Or another way to look at Sito Sita is that the word Sito means Sital, tranquility. So we can translate that there Tranquility is interwoven. But how is it interwoven? It is interwoven with mehma, with praise. Mehma means to sing the greatness of something, to sing the praise of something. So there, within them, is only Ram, but Ram is interwoven with praise. Those saints are there and have praise interwoven within them. Praise has played such a big role in getting the saints to that point. Getting the saints into a unification with the divine. Praise has led the seeker into such an inner tranquility such an inner stillness where all the notions of self have disappeared. They've got there through praise. All of the Saramkand endeavors have been an endeavor of praising the other rather than benefiting the self. And now praise is what has interwoven that saint into the divine. 
कबीर जी सैज कबीर तू तू करता तू हुआ मुझ में रहा न हूँ कबीर जी सैज बाई डूइंग तू ही तू ही आई बिखेम यू सो दैट नथिंग वॉज लेफ्ट ऑफ मी नाउ ऑल दैट रिमेन्स इज विद इन मी इज यू एंड एवरीथिंग अराउंड मी इज ऑल्सो यू एंड इट इज प्रेज दैट इज गॉट द सेंट टू दैट प्लेस so even though every other notion of self has been removed praise is so interwoven within them that praise is the thing that continues praise has been the path upon which duality has been eradicated so praise never leaves praise remains even though the one doing the praise has been transformed from me to you from me praising you the praise has transformed me into you so that all that remains is you praising yourself aap japaye japae so now aap gawae so har gun gao when you praise then praise comes out of me when you sing then my body sings that is what praise has done that is the importance of praise and guru nanak dev ji has brought praise as the technique for mankind in the age of kaljug in the darkness kaljug mein kirtan pradana in this age praise is the way because praise is the only way to guarantee that you do not do any effort for the self because the entire effort is an effort of praising the other तिथे सीतो सीता महमामा है देर दे आर इंटरवोवन विद फ्रेज ताके रूप न कथने जाहे देर फॉर्म ताके रूप देर फॉर्म और देर ब्यूटी न कथने जाए कैनॉट बी डिस्क्राइब्ड कैनॉट बी एक्सप्रेस्ड वॉट ब्यूटी कैन यू से अबाउट द वन हु हैज़ मर्ज्ड विद द वन what words can you use to describe them you may be able to to describe the individual you may be able to describe the body the mind but you cannot describe the one who is now no longer the body or the mind but all they are is the oneness you can't describe someone who is unified with all what will be their form when they are no longer their body or their mind whose description will you describe taake roop na kathne jaye their form cannot be described na oh mare na thage jaye nor do they die na oh mare na thage jaye thage means ठगी टू बी रॉब्ड टू बी लूटेड ना ओह मरे नोर डू दे डाई नो कैन दे बी रॉब्ड सो डेथ कैन नॉट कम एंड स्टील समथिंग अवे फ्रॉम दम डेथ हैज नथिंग टू टेक वेन यू योर सेल्फ हैव डाइड इन टू दी मेडिटेशन ऑफ द वन वॉट इज इट दैट डेथ कैन टेक फ्रॉम यू death means to lose something 
You had something and now you no longer have something. You were something and now you no longer exist. Something was there and death has taken it away. But the process of this awakening, the process of realization is a death. The thing that has died is the illusion of the self. There was a self, but that self was an illusion. And you now, through praise, through walking this path, have voluntarily given up that illusion. That illusion of self has now disappeared. So what is it that death has to take away from you? Of course, the body will die. No physical body can remain forever. But whose body is it? It is not your body anymore. So death will happen to the body, but to the one owning the body, that owner has now disappeared. So what can death snatch away from the saints when the saints themselves no longer exist? Maya also can no longer distract the saints. In order to want something, you have to exist to want it. When you no longer exist, then Maya has no one to tempt, no one to entice. So Maya and death cannot grab you. They cannot rob or steal or snatch anything from you. In fact, now death and Maya have become the slave of the saints. So only the divine oneness exists. That oneness is death itself and that oneness is beyond death. That oneness is Akal. Na o mare na thage jai. Jin ke ram vase manamahe. Who is it that death can no longer touch? Those who have ram embedded within their mind. Their mind is the mind of Ram. They no longer have an individual mind. Their mind is Ram's mind. It is no longer the mind of the saint. This is the complete transcendence of the body-mind identity. This is the total death of the ego. We exist within our body-mind identity. When we see what we really are, it boils down to identification with our body and with our thoughts. We think we are the physical body and we think we are the thoughts that remain within those bodies. Body-mind identification is your self-identity. Your identification with your body as it exists now and with your thoughts now, the thoughts of your past, and thoughts of your future. That is your self-identity. That is your self-identity in a nutshell. The saints have given up that self-identity. When we talk about the ego, we mean this identification. When we talk about self-identity, it is your body-mind identity. This karamkhand is the death of that self-identity where matter, 
the physical form and that which is formless in all spaces, in all time, they have now merged. There is now no longer a separation between you and the one that created you. The ones who have Ram embedded within the mind. So who are these people? What name can we call something or someone at this level? This is the definition of the saint and Guruji says, There the saints reside. Is traditionally used to mean the seven higher worlds of Hindu cosmology. Patal are the seven lower regions and Lok are the seven higher regions. But for this word, Lok, Law means just simply different spaces of all places of all worlds. There the saints reside from many worlds. Ke Law. So no religion can have a monopoly on this realization. The saints from many worlds, many realms, many universes can reach this state if they have the grace. This is not now about what label you put on yourself, what religion you belong to, what path you've chosen. At this point of grace, when you have dissolved all of your personal identities, then where you come from becomes irrelevant. The journey that you took to get there becomes irrelevant. Because the journey has always been and always will be a personal inner journey. It isn't about which religion you choose to enter into that journey. Regardless of what religion and what background you belong to, the entry points can be different but the journey is ultimately an internal one. It is the same journey for everyone. The destination is the same, the journey is the same, but the entry points can be of many different ways. And here, at this final stage, are the saints who have come from many different places. And what are they doing there? What is the expression, what is the experience of the one who has removed all sense of self. They are They are doing bliss. They are cultivating bliss. Why? Because that permanent one is on their mind. Their mind is the mind of the one and that one is in permanent bliss. And the word Pagat, we heard very early in the Sunni bodies, Nanak Pagata Sada Vigas. Nanak says that those saints are forever playful, joyful in bliss. So in the Sunni bodies, Guru Nanak Dev Ji was also talking about these Pagats. Nanak Pagata Sada Vigas, Sunniya Dukh Paap Karnas because they have eradicated all of their suffering and that sin of being separate from
from that one. So the only experience here is one of supreme joy and bliss. And this is what the whole journey has always been about. Mankind's search for contentment. Ultimately, mankind is only looking for one thing, which is bliss and joy, peace, happiness, contentment. So this is the culmination of that path because they have found the ultimate way of being in bliss is to remove the one looking for the bliss. And this journey culminates when divine grace has allowed you to transcend that final attachment that you have to yourself and to your own search for bliss. And towards the end of this journey, you look back in realization that it was never you walking on this path. It was not your jor, it was not your effort that led you to this point. You were not in control of any of it. Because the very notion of I, that you tried to get yourself somewhere, that very notion you realize never actually existed. The way that we can transcend the I is when we realize with supreme grace that the I doesn't exist. That right now you have no control. That the very words you speak and the very things that you see and the very actions that you perform are not your actions. It isn't that you have control until you become enlightened. Enlightenment means you understand that you never had any control. This is not a description of the saint. This is the description of mankind. And we spend our whole life doing jor, doing effort to try and get to the point at which we realize that we have no effort. So how can you be responsible for your own progress when it was never your progress that got you here? And this is why Guru Nanak Dev Ji reminds us that it is grace that decides the ones that are fortunate enough within this lifetime to achieve that sense of realization. And in this inner state of non-ego is where we find the ultimate bliss that we have always been looking for. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh.